Hello, I am back. Like I said, I would, would do a review of the first three episodes. I've already posted the first two. This is episode three of The Handmaid's Tale. If you have not watched episode one and two, please go back and do so before listening to this review because you will have spoilers. So in this one, um, June's caught. Okay. She is, has been taken into custody. And of course, they want to know where the rest of the handmaids. All right. They, they want to know what's going on. Where are they located? And June is not cooperating with them. So here we go into the world of torture. All right. So June is going into this whole torture thing. And at the same time, we're seeing a husband back in Canada. He's talking to Moira. And, you know, he's like, look, he said, did you want to do this? Did she choose to do this? You know, he's trying, he is still grappling with his emotions about all that has happened and that June decided to stay in Gilead. And Marvis, like, this was not as if she chose it because she wanted to be there, but she's on a mission. And also, your daughter is still in Gilead. Hannah is still in Gilead, and June is not leaving without her daughter, period. You know, I don't know why he doesn't understand that. Um, she understands, you know, June is quite aware of the circumstances and how her life is at risk. She knows this and he should know at this point that June is, you know, it, it, June is not going anywhere without his daughter. All right. So, you know, he's just, we're just seeing him just trying to, just trying to deal, just deal with the emotions, just deal. And I don't know how. You know, he's going to manage. I don't know. Honestly, he needs to move on because if June does survive and she does come to Canada, June is not the same person. June is a completely different person. She wouldn't, their relationship probably wouldn't work. Honestly, if they, it just realistically, they are two different people. June has lived in a in circumstances that has changed her and her love for her husband i don't think is still there in the same manner that it was obviously pre-gilead nick on the other hand is who she loves and nick understands everything alfred if you will has gone through see June's husband doesn't know Alfred. All he knows is June. Nick knows Alfred. Alfred, I think that's what they call it. Alfred. That's who Nick knows. And it's it, it's it's not going to work with it. Just it, her whole entire mentality has changed emotionally. She has changed. I, so, but anyway, you know, we do see her husband, and he's with the with the the baby, and. He's trying to deal. Meanwhile, June is trying to deal and they're torturing her. They, uh, um, you know, we see Aunt Livia again and, you know, they take her into this um, torture chamber with this. I don't know who this guy is, but he is the lead torture person. 
and they're waterboarding her. And, you know, she finally gives in. Well, not really. She tells them someplace and they know that she's lying. Okay. So then it turns, they turn around and like, okay, they try to then appeal to her humanity. All right. They tried to appeal to her humanity. They waterboarded her. They were getting ready to pull her nails out one by one. And she stopped them from doing that. She told them some bogus location. They knew she was lying. And so at this point, the physical aspects of torturing her isn't working. So they figured they get, like I said, the humanity part of it. They take her out in the rain on a rooftop. There are two Marthas on the edge of the rooftop. And right away, one is like pushed over right away to her death. And the guy is asking um, June once again, where are the handmaids? Where are they located? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the other hand, not handmaid, uh, Martha that was set up there, you know, she gets a chance to hold her hand and everything. And before she can say anything, he goes ahead and pushes her over as well. So. Of course, she's distraught, you know, because the whole point is to make her feel even more guilty and to break her and to make her, oh, you're the reason that they're dead, you know, because you wouldn't cooperate. So they take her back into the building and they throw her into a box. And this is where she has to lay in this sleep in a box. Right. And she's singing and she's as she's singing. Um. What is the song? What I, I, I forget the name of the song. It's a popular 80s song. But anyway, she's singing this little song. And then the next day they come and they get her. And they she goes and she has dinner with uh, Commander Lawrence. Now, before this dinner occurred, Commander Lawrence and Nick met up. Well, Nick came over to Commander Lawrence's house because... You know, he's back at the house, temper, well, at least for right now, because they they need his help with the whole situation going on with the handmaids and everything. So they figure they need his consult. So that's why he's still alive and he's at his house. So Nick is sitting there and, you know, he was telling Nick, he's like, look, June is not going to cooperate. There's really nothing I can do to help you. She on her own, basically. It is what it is. And Nick was like, oh, you're going to help if you want to continue to stay in this nice house, you know, I did, you know, you owe me and <laughs> you're going to help me out, period. So then now we can switch back to where he's meeting up with, um, with June. They're having dinner. They got, they put, put this room together. They're having candlelight dinner. She gets a chance to eat some soup because she needs the nourishment. And he's asking her, he's like, look, you need to tell me where are the handmaids? And of course, June is not going to say anything. He said, okay, look, if you do not tell me, they're going to do harm to Hannah. Now, that's the only thing that could spark June's interest. That's the only thing that can force June's hand in torture. It's not the physicality. And even seeing someone else getting pushed over the edge of a building. But when it comes to her daughter, they know what her weakness is. That's the true weakness. That's how you're going to get an answer from her. Okay. So even though she didn't answer at that particular moment, they take her to this room. And her daughter is in this square 
um, see-through, basically, cage. She's in her pink. She got a little hat on her head. She's barefoot. They bring June into the room, let June go down to see her daughter. And her daughter screams and runs to the, you know, side, you know, the corner, the opposite corner of this cage because she's afraid of June. She don't, you know, I don't know how much time it's lapsed since the last time she saw June, because remember, last season, June uh, was able to meet with her. You know, they set up a meetup. Um, her, uh, what's the name, Commander uh, Wood, Wood Waterford set up a meetup with June and the daughter you know, off-site, you know, at a, at a, some off-site location. And, uh, you know, so she got a chance to see her daughter. But now her daughter, I don't know. She just was scared of June. I guess because June's face was dirty. She looked a mess. It was scary. And, you know, so June's, you know, constantly telling her to calm down. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And seeing her daughter in this situation, in this very scared state, um, it made it broke her down. They knew what to do. It, it, they knew exactly what to do, and she told them told them where the other handmaids were located. So, with that being said, you know Aunt Lydia was like, "Okay, let's take her into the other room and get her cleaned up." Meanwhile, they go and find the handmaids. So, the handmaids are at this farm, and or I think it's a farmhouse. Anyway, they're, they they are all asleep and Janine gets up and she, you know, she see because she hear dogs and then there's like flashlights. So she gets up, go to the window and she tells the other, the other handmaids, like, we got to get up. We in trouble. They, they don't found us. Right. And I'm sure they figured out that June's probably the one that told them. But they also understand that for June to say something, they had to really have done something severe, probably did something to her daughter. Because even they understand June wouldn't just say anything. She would go through hell and hot water before she would say something. So they were initially on their on their knees and, you know, and everything, but then they stood up. Because remember in the previous episode, one of the um, ladies that worked at the brothel was like, you know, I'd rather be, I don't know, it's rather to be caught standing up and on your knees, something like that. So anyway, they stood up with pride and held, you know, each other's hands and, you know, the, the, the guards came in and they captured them. So Aunt Lydia talks to uh, June and she's like, look, well, the other handmaids have been caught, they're safe and sound. And June is like, look, okay, here's the thing. Why don't you go ahead and kill me? You know, just get it over with. And Aunt Lady was like, oh, no, no, no. That's just not how this is going to work. We wouldn't want to waste our time killing you. We we lost 86 children. We need you guys to continue to do your God's will. You know, so they, so Aunt Lady still wants them to be appropriate, right? So she was like, so I'm, she said, oh, so you're going to have us um, reassigned. And Lydia was like, well, you can say that, kind of. It's it's sort of a reassignment, but this time you're gonna go to this um um farm ground where you have to work the fields, and then when you are ready or fertile, you, you know, ovulation has started, then you uh, the commanders and the wives will come out and they will perform the ceremony, and then you'll go back out there into the fields. So it's really a breeding ground. It's just a breeding farm, as June said. So this is a breeding farm. 
And Aunt Lydia came up with some smart answer. She's like, you know, no, I don't want to call it that, but we want you ladies to to continue to do God's will and do whatever. So basically they get raped, then they go back out in the field. Get raped, go back out in the field. Hopefully they get pregnant, have the baby, and throw them back out there in the field until they die. That's just what that is. So you're going to work yourself to death until you die. Okay. Um, so that's really, that's how they plan on things. So they got June cleaned up. We see her get put back on the old handmaid's outfit and she gets placed in a van. And as she's going along, you know, she gets out the van, she sees Nick briefly and Nick's like trying to comfort her and everything. Cause she's upset about Hannah and everything. And Nick was like, you know, apologizing so I had to do what I had to do to try to keep you alive and she understood they kissed and then she goes off into this van so the next thing we see next time we see June she's with the other handmaids they're in the van with the red uh, uh curtain going and Aunt Lydia is sitting back there with them and they all you know they all got their hands you know uh they they're they're handcuffed or whatever so a train comes, you know, it's coming through. So they said, well, we're going to be sitting here for a while because we got a train coming through. So the guy who's driving, he's like, oh, you know what? Why I need to go to basically use the bathroom. I'll be back. Lydia was like, oh, okay, good. do what you got to do. And without saying anything, they were, the ladies were actually speaking without verbally speaking. I love the use of the eyes and the way the music was going because you can already see where this was going. And eventually, Aunt Lydia picked up on what was happening. It shouldn't took her too long. They planned their escape. June gets up. Uh, I think Aunt Lydia had some baton or whatever, or taser thing. I don't know. She, she June puts that against this woman's neck. The girls run out the van. June is about ready to hit Aunt Lydia across the head with this thing and they stop her from doing that. I don't know why, but anyway, she stops. Uh, she jumps out the van screaming. The girls are running, right? They running. They're running. This train is coming, right? And they're running. Well, the guard comes out. He shoots two of the girls right away. Then he shoots another girl because he's running right behind them. And then we see Janine and June both cross the train tracks before the right before the train comes. Unfortunately, the other hand, two other handmaids, um, they got ran over by the train. So we just look at June and Janine running, you know, down this road. I don't know where they're going, but they running down the road. That was pretty terrible uh, because all them girls, they done died with the exception of Janine. Janine's the only one that's right by her side. And y'all recall, Janine was the one that tried to kill herself. Janine's the one with one eye. You know, Janine's the one that, you know, she's, she kind of lost her mind a little bit, you know, but she ain't completely gone. So that's how that, that's really how that story ends. It's, it was really a lot of torture for June this episode. So I don't know where they're going. It's only two now. Was what? Two, four, six, eight of them, I think. Um, now it's only Alma and the rest of them girls. They're all gone. It's just so sad. They lost all those handmaids and all you got is two left. So they better hope to not get caught again because if they get caught, they're going straight to the wall. I don't see anything else left for them. I, I just don't see it. So we're going to see how this works out. But that was episode three 
of The Handmaid's Tale. It's good. It's good. So I, we probably won't see another episode, episode four, until next Wednesday. And I will be watching and giving my review. Talk to you later.